Hello. 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 I'm Georgia. I'm Catherine. I'm Mariluna. And this, and this is, is Sleeping with, with Your, your friends. friends. Any updates? Uh, <laughs> the first person to order merch. No. No. The first person to receive merch sent us a picture today. Of them with of their them merch. Of them with their merch. Which it's is really the baggage. Cool. The baggage bag. She's going to take tote. it around Oxford and do a little photo shoot for us. <gasps> Yeah. Very exciting. We've actually had quite a few more orders. I'm not going to disclose how many because I'd like you to imagine it's millions. But yeah. when we were leaving Atlantic, the, well, the day we released it, Una said, I'll be surprised if we get this many. And I'm pleased to say we have almost doubled that number. Wow. Yeah. Look at us. Yeah. Doubling. <laughs> um, any other updates just on personal life? Uh, not really. I mean, oh, follow our new theatre company. Oh, okay. Yeah, the three of us are all founding members of a theatre company called Friends for Now. It's on Instagram. Follow so us. Follow it. It's our graduating class at Atlantic. We'll try and get you tickets to the show, but honestly, right now, it's very complicated. Unless you go to NYU, in which case you can just waltz in with a green pass. But so by the time this episode comes out, it's far, far too late for us to get you tickets. Not, Not for, for company. company. Oh, true. If you're hearing this That's episode, about. the day true. it comes out, text us immediately. Yeah. Uh, but follow it. It's called Friends for Now TC on Instagram. Yeah. And while you're at it, buy our merch. Mm. Not that we have Friends for Now merch, but buy the Sleeping with Your Friends merch. <laughs> yeah, so many friends. I know, I was going to say, it's I feel like so that's a theme. I think that's really good branding of us. But the other day, I was making my website and someone said to me, oh, very on brand, on brand with conversations with friends. And I was like, that's not our podcast. <laughs> That's a new TV show coming out. Who said that? <laughs> <Samaya>. <laughs> and she was like, I mean, I mean, sleeping with your friends. I was like, yeah, oh, that's, yeah. that's funny. But yeah, so clearly. <laughs> it's very on brand with conversations. <laughs> That's that Sally Rooney book that I'm involved with. Oh, God. Um, okay, well. That's funny. Guest number seven. Yeah. Does she have a name? She's an icon. She Jeez. is a legend. And she is the moment. Is that how it goes? What goes? I'll go with it. That one TikTok sound? You're not on TikTok. You're <laughs> on not reels. Instagram reels. <laughs> mm. <laughs> anyway, Annie, I'm ashamed to say I do not know how to pronounce your last Abranzic. name to this day. Abranzic. Annie Abramzik. Okay, please welcome. <laughs> Annie Abramzik. Is that right? Hello. Yeah, that's okay. right. That's in English. So I am Annie Abramsik. I <laughs> am Polish. That's the first fun fact about me. And to say my last name in Polish, it's a Brimshek. Oh. Uh, yeah, if you want to be fancy, you can do the accent of Brimshek. Anyway, I grew up in Delaware, which is probably one of the worst states in the United States. <laughs> but that's okay. It's not about where you're from. It's about where you're going. Mm. I am <laughs> I a film this. and TV actress. And I was in ETW with these lovely ladies here. It's the Yeet. experimental theater wing. Yeah. Things got weird. It was fun. Things did get weird. <laughs> Do you ever remember the time that our movement teacher brought in a basically newborn baby into class and we had to observe it? Put it on the floor of the class. Yeah, put it on the floor of the studio and we had to watch it. The and then the we had to... There. The mother was there. Yeah, the sure. Mother the mother was, was weird. There. But he brought in a baby. <laughs> So well, the mother was one of his ex-students who went, oh, yeah, you need a child to study, use mine. <laughs> <laughs> Did the baby have a green screen? It was pre-COVID. No. It was pre-COVID. Um, but we watched this baby, and then we attempted to 
move like this baby. The rumors are true. We also, on the <laughs> first day of movement class, reenacted our birth through the vaginal canal. And oh, there's Missy things that TW. I've purposely blocked out. <laughs> <laughs> and that didn't work for me because I was a C-section baby. <laughs> me too, me too. So hence the B that I received for that class. No. <laughs> oh, because Blame it on my mother. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, what else do you do, Annie? You, you do fashion, right? Well, I took a gap year and I worked in high fashion. Oh, um, yeah. It was quite fun. I did a lot of photography and Photoshop editing, flat lays, digital asset management. But, you know, I like I definitely like that part of my life, but it wasn't like my favorite thing that I've done only because I just am obsessed with acting. So I think mm-hmm. the gap year I learned a lot, but it wasn't like the hallmark year of my life, I'm hoping. Yeah, no, I... I- you're one of those people who I know is going to do well because you're the kind of person that wakes up at like 5 a.m. and like does something every day to make sure she's going to do well. Love, thank you. Annie's a really hard worker. My routine. 5 a.m.? Well, it's actually, I can walk you through. Okay, please. Do. On a typical day in my life, I will wake up at 6 a.m. I'll journal, make my bed. Then I go to the gym around (gasps) 6.15. I work out for like an hour, an hour and a half shower make my breakfast pack my lunch clean my room i love to clean i clean like all the time annie walked into our apartment picked a crumb off the counter and put it in the sink last <laughs> thing she did <laughs> so yeah um and then basically after i do that i i sometimes will do a little bit of like morning vinyasa flow too if i can do some yoga do some vocal warm-ups and then i go about my day and i have detoxed from all media and social media so I don't have like Instagram Facebook none of that on my phone the only time I use my phone is to call people or text if I need to um and yeah it's been really interesting it's given me a different perspective on a lot of things I find like I'm a lot more present in conversations Mm. without having like media so I only do that for I only watch tv or like watch a film if it's something that's going to help my acting or be educational and and you think oh she doesn't have a social life sounds like she's a loser no annie has a very active very enviable social and active (laughs) life i don't know if it's enviable but i uh do this my baggage baggage moment (gasps) yes fuck it let's go transition Wait, wait, but first you have to ask your question. Oh, what's my question? If your baggage were to come in a bag, what bag would it come in? Well, obviously something very chic. Of course, (laughs) but specifically. Okay, my bag of the moment right now, I mean, I loved Versace's new La Greca (laughs) mini bag that they had on the runway that was launched by Dua Lipa. So maybe that in like a neon pink. Obsessed. Obsessed. Okay. Obsessed. What's your baggage? My baggage is that my life is like Hannah Montana. And (laughs) if if I'm not careful, I'm going to end up like Miley Cyrus, which is a good thing or a bad thing. Is that baggage a good thing? Exquisite. We think good. Please tell us more. Yeah, elaborate. So it kind of goes into my double life, you know? Um, the first two years of college, I was a wild child, 
you know, let loose in the city. I joined a sorority. I think I partied every single night except when Wednesdays. I'm not <laughs> kidding you. Wait, why Wednesdays? I just needed to sleep. On Wednesday? When Is that the day you picked? That was the day I picked. Like, on the seventh day, God rested. I and slept on Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> and he named that day Wednesday. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I joined a sorority. I had the time of my life, can I tell you? And yes. Oh, sorry. I would go. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was I rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> I would go out all the time. I, li- I loved it, right? But it was, it became a lot. And I wasn't taking school serious, as seriously as I should. But I'm all the wiser, you know? I have lots of stories, <laughs> lots of sexcapades, escapades. That, um, <laughs> oh, you're also a journalism major. Yeah, but like, we don't talk about that because okay. that's, <laughs> right. I like journalism, but I want to act. I don't True. know. It's no, I just, weird. just the way you said sexcapades made me think of Carrie Bradshaw. Uh, and then I was like, oh, Annie would be a Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah. she's going to act. She's an actor. Yes. Hopefully. But anyway, so my double life started, I guess, after the pandemic when I had to become an adult. And um, I basically pulled myself up by the bootstraps and started applying to agencies and doing whatever I could get my hands on. And the rest has been history. I don't really go out that much anymore. I kind of just like focus on acting and my schoolwork and studying and... That's that. Aren't you going out You tomorrow? told us you have a formal on Saturday. Is so it Saturday? I've allowed myself like one night a month that That's I'll it? go out. Wow. And I think that that's basically what I'm doing, just without the planning. Ba- yeah, basically <laughs> at this at this point, you know, I'm so old, guys. Like twenty. <gasps> basically, but the thing is, like, it's just not the same. Going out at ten o'clock, like I'm, it's ready. I'm ready for bedtime. I want oh NPR. God, I want my tea. I want my soup that I made. Like I basically have a an eighty year old man's life and a twenty two year old. So body. how are you going to become Miley Cyrus? Well, I worry because of my double life. Like when I go out, I go out. Right? Oh, like I see. it's yeah. You know, I look like this by day, which it's a podcast. You can't see me. No makeup, not wearing anything special. But then by she night, says she's wearing a awesome, matching set. She's wearing an awesome matching set. <laughs> but <And laughs> it just—it's such an iconic set. Yeah. I don't. I have no. I d- have you seen? Have you seen the fact that it has a bar underneath it too, and there's like construction in the top <laughs> and the front? I did see the construction. I didn't realize it came with a matching bra as well. Well, it just makes it easier, you know, when you're picking out your outfit in the morning. <laughs> to go all, all one thing. But by night, <laughs> I will dress up and put makeup on and put in more of an effort. So, yeah, Hannah Montana, best of both worlds, you know. Wow. So the fear is, is that you are going to turn into Hannah Montana in her eras. Is this like a split personality thing? Like, I don't know. Oh, I see. I don't know, guys. That's how drastic the difference is. It's, it's so drastic. It's so drastic. Do you think there's a time where it will become more 50-50? Like, do you think you'll t- transition into the, okay, I've had a lot of one and I've had a lot of the other. Now it's going to be for real, like mm. both worlds. No, I don't think so. Mm. There, I, I would go from... 
I would go from a night out into studio, like still in my night out clothes halfway and like hungover. See, the thing is, is that might be what it felt like to you, but it's not what it looked like to me. It was always like Annie shows up perfectly on time, has got like breakfast pre-made the night before. And then is going to get her nails done at lunch because she has a formal tonight and a fitting beforehand where she's going to get the dress. And it would be like, like that's how you came across to us freshman year. In what oh world God. were you showing up in the same clothes you went out in? Well, I guess I did a good job of hiding it. You I did a know, great I job. Feel, Truly I just Hannah Montana. disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, I, I, maybe it's a Virgo in me. I have a lot of Virgo. What are your signs? What are your big three? Virgo, Virgo, Aquarius. Wow. <laughs> the dramatic pause before Aquarius. Uh, I know. Can we cut that part out? JK lol. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to any Aquariuses who listen, but you're weird. <laughs> Wait, so you have Virgo sun and rising? Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Honestly, yeah. I would love to hear. There's a lot of, I okay. As an Italian, I know that sororities are such a foreign concept to me, and sometimes <laughs> I'll hear about, like the rules that people in sororities have to follow. Mm-hmm. And I think, would our audience be interested in hearing about this? Because I think I a lot sure of our would. audience doesn't know. No anything about sororities yeah Yeah. is that something that you can totally I remember the first month I knew you you weren't allowed to go out right yeah so basically I'll say this though to preface it sororities at NYU versus sororities in the rest of America are incredibly different like anything at NYU is not as intense in the Greek life like fraternal system so to speak so basically (laughs) the way that it works is you have something called rush and it's speed dating with girls and they (laughs) (laughs) it's so wrong they rank you but not really like it's it's a mutual selection process of who gets chosen for what sorority and each one kind of has its own vibe you know for example some are very studious and philanthropic I of course went to the one that was wild fun fresh and funky and uh, (laughs) basically after you rush there are like four big events of rush and you drop um like a different organization each round and then you go into a period which is called pledging but it's not really pledging at NYU because they say that's hazing so it's called the new member process mm. <laughs> <laughs> how sterile yes good one NYU um because there's no hazing whatsoever at all at NYU However, <laughs> um, for the first like month, you're not allowed to, it's, it's longer than a month. It was till November. You're not allowed to go out to any of the fraternities. You have to like go up to the people in the sorority on the street and introduce yourself to them and like introduce them to you. So for example, if I saw Catherine, I'd be like, hi, Catherine Odie of the fine new class. Like I'm Annie Abramsic. So good to see you today. <laughs> whoa Um, okay goodness but it was kind of nice because like once it's all said and done a year later you're the person that they have to go up to and say stuff to which made you feel like a celebrity in a way (laughs) it was great it was part of my tish training for when i'm famous (laughs) um and yeah basically you just have to do a series of trials it sounds very herculean but you know they they test you on some stuff 
Um, like and what? A lot of it is knowing uh, the history of the sorority. Okay. But um, other stuff is like bonding and team building mm-hmm. activities. Wait, so is it like when you're trying to get U.S. citizenship and you have to take that test? Literally. I could like recite some <laughs> of the creeds still. <laughs> um, and it was it was quite a lot of memorization. And it, it's all for the better because like to be an ambassador of the organization, you need to know. But uh, yeah, that's basically sorority life. And then, you know, once you're a member, you can go out to the fraternities and party and, you know, you do, there's more to it. You do like philanthropy and other events and stuff. But because NYU is so strict, a lot of what's happened is it's now underground. So Mm. what made it so fun was that it was all in secret. I can't say the names of the secret organizations that aren't a part, but they had nicknames. So for example, we would say like, tonight we're going to Palm Tree and we would have different code words for the locations of where we went. It was like being in a secret society. And in order to get into the parties, you would say like... A password? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Oh, that's fun. And they would have a list and they like, it was fun. And that's what made it. It was so clandestine. Were those like apartment parties or were those like clubs and bars? It was a mix. There were some where I went into what I thought was an abandoned building (gasps) um, in Alphabet City. And I went down like three floors into a basement and I heard like chanting. Oh my God. um, (laughs) Then I went in and it was like a full party it was one of the craziest it was so fun and like every sometimes wait wait wait. what was who was chanting yeah it was just like the music playing Um, (laughs) (laughs) but like uh, oftentimes they'll trick you too so like you won't know where you're going or this sounds um, incredibly scary it it was scary (laughs) but fun like everything was planned and safe did it all feel safe all the time or were there moments where you were like um I've never had a bad experience. I know that America gets a bad rep, right? Like you hear about the scary people in Alabama, like having to kill a dog to like be a part of a frat. Whoa. No, that like never happened. Um, <laughs> literally, I feel more safe like in the sorority and fraternity stuff at NYU than I have with like other people mm-hmm. at NYU. Yeah. For sure. Because it's so organized and manicured and it's just good old fun. Why so... So yeah, that's this. That's the secret sorority story. Um, that's so wow. fun. Yeah. What happens when you graduate? You'll be Ooh. in it for life, and basically, like in other parts of the United States, it's a lot more intense. So it matters. Like my mom and my grandma and my great grandma and my aunt were all in the same one. And, like, that would be a huge deal. So, like, being a legacy gets you an automatic buy during Rush. But, like, because I'm in a different organization, because NYU is so weird and, like, we don't have the normal ones that are, like, in the rest of the country. Oh, so you couldn't um, be in the legacy one? No, because they didn't even have it. I see. That's a shame. But say I lived in, like, Texas, I would be there. Like in Legally Blonde when she... She's in Delta Nu, and then the only way she can get Bruiser's bill passed is because the person doing it was also in <laughs> Delta also Nu. also Delta Nu. Okay, I have okay. to say, it gets you a lot of clutch things. So oh, tell us, it. tell us, tell us. I met and interviewed Teresa Rebecca, and am like now friends with her because of Wow. Who is Teresa is really cool. She's the author of Mauritius, um, <gasps> cool. The Butterfly Collective, like uh, Spike Heels. 
No. No. Isn't Spike Heels? Spike Heels. Oh, I'm confusing it with Top Girls. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Top Girls. But, yeah, wow. she's, like, a playwright. And so it does put you in touch with a lot of cool people. And, like, if you're interviewing and someone sees it. Um, Mauritius is my favorite play. Yeah. So there's a lot mm. of good that comes out of it. Wow. Wait, so, so tell us more about what happens after you graduate do you still have to because isn't there a fee that you have to pay so there right now there is a fee but honestly it's only like two hundred dollars um for the school year which isn't that much considering like all of the things that you get to go to i don't go to them anymore because like i said pre-pandemic it was so fun now none of this stuff happens because of covid restrictions Mm -hmm. and like if people were to get covid from going to one of those secret parties like it would we would be in so much trouble so that's why like this stuff doesn't happen anymore, which is why I don't go because it's not fun without me. <laughs> <laughs> but do you <laughs> do you have to keep paying those fees even after you graduate? No, to? no, okay. you don't. So once you've like paid your fees, you're still in it, and you can still go. They have like some events and stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I probably won't <laughs> go to this. That's so fascinating. So this weekend is your one night of the this, month. Yes, this is my one night. Actually, I haven't gone out all semester. Um, one so. night of the semester. <laughs> so if I die, then that's why. Because honestly, I had two glasses of wine um, uh, at a party on Christmas, and I was throwing up all night. You're so kidding? No, I swear, guys, I, I I'm reformed now. Wow! Wow! <laughs> reformed partier. So will you be able to bring? Um, your boyfriend to this party? I could bring him, but he's old. So, like, why would I bring my boyfriend? <laughs> That's kind of weird, you know? Fair enough. Fair I just, enough. I meant more of an, in a, like, oh, yeah. are boys allowed? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so actually girls? the concept, it's called SYS. It's called Set Your Sister Up. Okay. So, the oh. theory is if you're single, your friends set you up on a date wow. with someone. I've been set up before. <laughs> <laughs> I've also set people up before. Wait, was it you who told me about the party where you had to be handcuffed to someone else? For oh the rest yeah, yeah, of the night? yeah, yeah. That's champagne and shackles. Wow. We just briefly, that. briefly logline that. that champagne process. and shackles is where you are asked by a partner, typically like you know someone of romantic interest, but not always. It could be a good friend, like to like whoever could do it, you know. And um, you basically get a uh, shackled together by handcuffs or zip ties, and then. You have to, f- you get to drink as much champagne as you want. And, okay, how do I say this? Okay, whatever, it's fine. Champagne <laughs> and shackles is an American tradition where you get shackled <laughs> to somebody else and you have to finish X amount of bottles of champagne before they can unshackle you. Whoa. Let's go party, guys. So, yeah, yeah I, it's really I think fun. let's go to Annie's Saturday Night <laughs> Formal. <laughs> I mean, you can all come. We I actually have a ping pong tournament. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> do both. You can do both. No, actually, come to this. I It'll just be think better. it's funny that the contrast. <laughs> Annie's going to a formal, and we have a ping pong tournament. Well, there's a prize for the best uniform. <laughs> I feel like at least once in your college experience. I do want loser. to definitely come yeah. to one of your parties. Absolutely. Like it's, it's We're graduating so soon. Okay, so come Saturday. Oh, God. honestly, I'm this so is, tempted. This is the one night she's been out all semester. This might legitimately be the last <laughs> chance. True. Okay, well, won't confirm or deny on air. 
Yes. We'll talk more. Yeah. We'll talk more. Talk more later. I th- wow. I'm so baggage is you're gonna become Miley Cyrus. <laughs> well, is, that, <laughs> right? is that like suitable for the baggage? I don't know if that's true. I don't think it matters. I think we got a lot of stories <laughs> like, out of it. I feel like happy. the true baggage was just like imparting imparting the knowledge of sorority life yeah. to our listeners. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah, that's the tea that might lead to kind of a thesis baggage statement. Okay. What was it that? What was the like final straw that made you hang your party shoes up? Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so, no, no, no. Actually, well, it's these are sad stories now, kind of. I feel like it was so fun in the moment, and I was having the time of my life. But it also got me into like a little bit of trouble sometimes, um, in the sense that I didn't I wasn't exercising the best judgment with like a lot of people nobody from sororities or fraternities to say that um but like I just things I wasn't taking time to like process things and I Mm. because I was just having so much fun and just having the best time with my friends I wasn't really thinking about um taking care of myself or like my mental health. And I think when the pandemic happened, that's when I started to like realize looking back that, um, you know, giving, having that downtime gave me a lot of time to think and reflect. And I just realized that some of it was kind of dangerous and that I shouldn't, you know, be like that anymore in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. And the potty shoes hung up. Party she's hung and up. And honestly, isn't that what happened to Miley Cyrus? Yeah. Oh. Wasn't she like... Don't shave your hair. I you don't have such want, pretty hair. I don't <laughs> want to smoke weed anymore because it's ruining my voice. Yeah. I'm going to focus on my singing. And then she did a rock album. Literally. Didn't she smoke oh. again though? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, like she goes on a few benders every yeah, night. Yeah, but, she, but I think she's more of the once a semester kind of girl. Yeah. Mm. I was like, you. when did Miley Cyrus... Shave her head on the show, but you meant in real life. But yeah. I will totally say forgot. it's... Yeah. Miley Cyrus, not Miley Stewart. Oh, true. the other thing that's cute that came out of it. A lot of the younger girls, like, use me as a point of contact now. Like, Aww. if something... Just because I feel like I've seen it all. So if something happens, like, they'll call me and, you know, I'll come and help them with, like, whatever they need or anything, which is kind of cute. Like, I like offering advice and being like the motherly figure yeah. that's dead sober at these parties or like a shoulder to cry on. So it it's given me some like way to give back. Oh, <laughs> so nice. And there's the real philanthropy of sororities. Yes. <laughs> opinion? Do you have one? I have lots of opinions on uh, I do have an opinion. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wait, I'm okay. going to I'm going to give you two okay, minutes. Okay, discovery of the moment. I only have 2 minutes for my sermon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you have multiple you can get through, go for it. Okay. If you can only get through one, you have 2 minutes. Well, do use it wisely. Oh, sorry to cut you off. Okay, go. Go. This is just my general opinion in life. Like I this is going to sound so mean, but 
as actors, like I don't understand when people don't properly take care of themselves. For example, like wearing sunscreen every day, vitamin C serum, baby Botox. If you have like a really bad wrinkle somewhere, like get it fixed, do it, you know, do what you (laughs) need to do, like work out, eat right, do what makes you happy, be grateful. Like every day on God's green earth that you can do what you love is freaking awesome. And I don't like when people around me like in play rehearsal and stuff complain because I'm so happy to be there and I'm so I don't care if I'm village boy number two I was cast as village boy number two by the way and then I got upgraded because of my optimism um (laughs) and so now I'm the lead and basically Mm -hmm. my whole point in like all of this is like if you want something badly enough if there's a will there is a way and so um like I want to encourage anyone who's in acting or really anything, like anything that you need to do something for yourself that you need to take care of yourself, take the time and do it because that's so important, whether it be skincare, whether it be, you know, going and getting your nails done, getting a massage, taking that time for yourself, like absolutely you have to do it. And if you're not willing to do those things and if you're not willing to put in that time for yourself, if you're not willing to memorize extra monologues when you have free time, then reevaluate this might not be what you really want to do and I feel like I see that a lot with people and people always say it's too late for me to switch it's too late to get into acting it's too late to do this it's never too late like every day is a new opportunity to do something you love and to make a difference on the world and if doing what you want to do is going to make you happy find a way to do it whether that be just you know putting sunscreen on so you don't get wrinkles so you could be a famous actor when you're older I'm at my five seconds, so that's my opinion. Whoa, that was two and minutes. That's the end. Two two seconds to spare. Wow. I feel like there was a lot of parts of that. Mm. My first thing that I 100% agree with is people complaining to be at rehearsals. Mm. We've been having problems with this recently, and like without going into it too much, um, I also was cast equivalent of village boy number four (laughs) probably honestly village boy number 12 more likely Mm -hmm. um and there's people that do complain about being there and I come home and like if I'm not called for rehearsal I get upset because I'm like I want to be there yeah I love rehearsal I love working with people like that I personally think that's like why I'm an actor is like I like people a lot and so I love like collaboration rooms I love like just everyone having to be in a space together to work for six hours I love that and so when people complain and I have four lines and I'm still there enjoying myself it infuriates me I agree but I also think like you know something that I have held on to a lot this year and in one way or another even if you know someone has a bigger part or is quite famous and you know they complain or they don't deserve it or you you think that and you just feel that and you know it in your bones like at the end of the day something is going to come to you like from working so hard and doing what you do and just you just have to keep trucking along and like something will come and those people that don't want to work hard then they shouldn't be doing this and like that also is such a sign right like nobody wants to work with people who are negative and nobody wants to work with people who don't try. Yeah. So if they're not like the people that don't have their lines memorized for school rehearsal or even for the sight and sound project, like at the end of the day, those people are not going to be successful because 
they don't care. Like I said, like if there's a will, there's a way. You have to find a way to make it work. And sometimes I think negativity breeds and like feeds on itself, but um, it's just something you have to resist and put into perspective and know that this is what you're meant to do and this is who you are. Yeah. And this is why I said that you will go somewhere no matter what. <laughs> I know you're going to go somewhere. Like, I don't know where it is. It's not going to be out of luck. It's going to be out of hard work. Yeah. Thank you. And that's just true. Like, Annie's not going to be, I don't know. Like, every time, <laughs> every time I meet up with you, I leave so motivated. I'm like, fuck, I need to, like, journal when I first wake up. And then I need to, like, do this and then do <laughs> that and then do this. I've... Um, yeah, go no, you go. No, 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 you go. Uh, I was just going to say to like what Catherine said, I feel like I love when I hang out with friends, like I, it, I thrive in a competitive environment. So I like pushing people and hearing what they're doing and celebrating their victories and like seeing how I can help them and what they need to do next. Because I feel like going to NYU and being in such a competitive environment, you need to make the most of it to get the best experience. So why not help it? Yeah. Georgia, you were going to say something? I don't remember. I think it was just a comment about something else, but I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, the reason that we're probably so quiet is that we agree. Yeah. This is a hard industry. You got to work for it. Yeah. Um, I think something that I agree, I agree more on like working, like I agree on taking care of yourself and like, working hard and I agree with what you said about like if you're not taking your spare time to advance yourself then like something's up like what what is it that's stopping you like is it fear is it that you don't want to do it like all these things I think you should evaluate and I think taking care of yourself is so important um but I do think that like it's more like I, I want to be in an industry that's more internally um, healthy, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like I, and I know it is the industry right now is like, and we were talking about this earlier, like the beautiful people always on like TV and whatever. But like, I like to hope that as long as you've like worked hard and taken care of yourself inside, then like, that's what will make you successful in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because there are so many people that are successful that are gorgeous, mm. but terrible people. Yeah. Mm. And mm -hmm. does it catch up to them? I don't know. I mean, like you hear all of the things about the Me Too movement and, you know, in the news, it's called accusations and it's never... I feel like it does tarnish someone's reputation a little bit, but it doesn't fully catch up to them. I mean, we see it and I can think of 10 examples off the top of my head. It's, it's usually men, but like in movies and stuff who are extremely attractive and like that's part of the problem, right? Like it's the vanity and that the having these genetically blessed human beings look amazing and that's part of the allure of them and that kind of messes the whole thing up and it's mm -hmm. sad and it's hard, but like you said, it comes from the inside. Yeah. Because there are a lot of amazing people in the industry and a lot of really talented people that work really hard and are incredible. And 
those people, you know, you just have to put your faith in them. You have to get behind the right people because, like, looks aren't everything, even though sometimes it seems that way. It certainly seems that way with yeah. casting, usually, too. I okay. want to believe that our industry is slowly but hopefully surely moving in the direction of caring more about the insides of people <laughs> because of stuff like the Me Too movement and because of yeah. not all, but the people who have been called to take responsibility for their actions. I want to believe that we're moving in that direction. Yeah. But it is uh, something that we have to fight for actively all the time. I also think it's uh, at a point where, un like, annoyingly, the people in charge don't want to have to go through it again. Yeah. And that's not the right reason to be doing it. But it might be the thing that, like, t starts turning it is that they don't want to be having to deal with that kind of stuff. And, like, that's shit. But right. you do hear of people being like, oh, actually no because this happened and while someone who's been famous for 10 years and gets called out is a much harder to just remove from the industry a lot of people are trying to prevent those mm -hmm. things before they can even right happen yeah i also think it's hard though as well you know in general like talking about preventing the things before they happen because a lot of people don't feel comfortable or safe coming forward. Yeah. And it takes sometimes years for people to process what's happened to them, right? It could be like a sound that they hear in the street and they've completely forgotten about it and then it kicks up all of those memories. And then, you know, there's always the argument, especially in American um, courts and stuff like well why didn't you call the police immediately why didn't you do yeah. x y and z and it's like because oftentimes people unless it's clearly explicit you know it's not always the dark alleyway and some random person in a hoodie that jumps you yeah it's someone you know it's someone who's a family it's a friend whatever and that's a lot harder to grapple with let alone someone you work with and so those people that rise mm -hmm. to the success are just, you know, yeah. power hungry and they do unfortunately have that bit of charm. And that's what makes it so difficult for people to speak up, I yeah, think. I agree. I, I think the, the thing that you can hope for, though, is, and Una and I were briefly talking about this the other day, but like people not wanting to work with people again. Yeah. Not necessarily just in a way that's like, I have to call out this mm -hmm. person or understand it or be the person that's experienced it. But hopefully there's, because of how like collaborative the industry is, hopefully there's a world in which people are comfortable saying, I'm not working with this person and neither should you. That's it. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> right, yeah, and people like, make their own beds, right? My mom always say, says, you make your bed, you lie in it. Mm. The people that do that shit like that, you know, slowly but surely, could take years, could take months, could take a season on a TV show. Yeah. People are going to figure it out. 
and that's just how it is and it's how the the world works also our brains are wired to remember the bad stuff so i think part of what gives our industry a bad rep is that people remember the standout stories and i want to believe that for every mm. terrible person there's a hundred of awesome people who are in this industry for the right reasons but we are hardwired to remember yeah mm. very true because safety. that's the stories that the media is pushing on us is the bad safety. stories for right. safety yeah you were gonna say something it's no longer relevant oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> um i mean the thing i was gonna say was i think it was a, a good i think it's a good sign that recently a common theme in the advice that professors and people in the industry and people who are older than us and trying to set us off into graduation with the right mindset, the one common piece of advice that has come through every single person is be kind to everyone you meet. Yeah. And in this industry, never act like a dickhead, never act like a diva, never be the person people don't want to invite back onto set, do everything with good intentions and be kind. And that's why it's no longer really relevant because it's kind of spiraled into an even bigger conversation. But I think that's a good sign. Yeah. I do think yeah. that's a good sign. I think so too. Yeah. Just be nice, work hard. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I mean, going back to your original point of the work hard thing. Yeah. I do think there's definitely, it's kind of now beginning to show. There was a lot of forgiveness in like freshman, sophomore, like, coming up, getting to know the city, partying, like being in college. And now people are like actually making serious projects. Mm. Suddenly the people that show up are getting called back. And suddenly the people who you know are reliable are doing things again and again and again. And I don't know. You can see, you can see how people are beginning to like suss each other out in a, I think healthy way. Yeah, absolutely. Like not in a bad way, just in a like, who knows down lines mm -hmm. kind of way, you know, and like remembering that because we're all, you know, collaborators and the people. Yeah. 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 I think that translates to, to like whatever industry you're in. It doesn't need to be acting, theater, film and TV, like the arts world, you know, just in general and in any industry, people want to work with people that they like, right? It's a, yeah. a natural human thing. And so by working hard and just just by being grateful, like that's that's so much of what helps, I think, put it into perspective. And like what Georgia was saying earlier, you know, if you are having the that lack of motivation, it doesn't always mean that it's because it's the wrong thing for you. Sometimes it could be like fear um, or self-sabotage or anxiety. It could be any of those things. But I think it's important to kind of look on the inside and figure that out before you go on, right? And there, there's, there's never, like, any step backwards. I tell this to my friends that, like, feel like they aren't making progress in things or are messing up in life. I'm like, you're never, you're never regressing in any sense. It's mm. always – you're always moving – in another direction, opening another door, opening another window, there's some way to make it work. And it's like what I tell my friends with guys um, or anyone, you know, who they're dating. Like, 
they will come to you. If they're if they want to see you, they will. If there's a will, there's a way, 100%. You mm-hmm. don't need to try to be someone else. You don't need to try to do anything else or play games or anything like that because like whatever's going to happen is going to happen. It's so much better if you trust that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very insightful, Annie. I think on the whole, we agree. Yeah. (laughs) So do I need another controversial opinion? I mean, I don't think you've got time, girly. You have a dinner to get to. True. My <laughs> controversial opinion that's more fun is that pickles are the best food. <gasps> I love pickles. Didn't we just have a conversation about pickles? No. It we had a conversation me. about mayo? Yeah, and then I said that I had had a conversation with uh, Levi about pickles. I was about to call him Leon. <laughs> Levi about pickles. But we said at some point you have to either like them or love them so you can just get over the inconvenience of them being in everything. They're so good. I love pickles. I do love pickles. Delicious. I like pickles... But not in certain things. Interesting. Like, there's just some times where I'm like, this doesn't belong here. Right. But, like, I, with a deli pickle, like, rubbing against my sandwich. Mm. <laughs> here's yes. what I, here's what I have a problem with, with pickles. The juice. No, I, I we will not it? disclose that I sometimes drink it. I, oh. I sometimes <laughs> drink it, too. It's fine. Oh, yeah. uh, yum. Uh, the one issue I have with pickles is that for the longest time, I believed that they could be found in nature. <laughs> um, end of issue. Um, I w- my I personal ignorance is my issue. I love anything pickled. Pickled jalapenos are better. Uh, Everything mm. pickled is yeah. good. It's this also really good, good for you. Oh, this is, this is theory. You want a theory? Yeah. I have a theory that mm-hmm. I haven't had COVID ever. I'm pretty sure, unless I had it like back in February (laughs) because I eat an abnormal amount of pickles and pickled food like sauerkraut and stuff like that there have been studies that sauerkraut and kimchi fight the coronavirus (gasps) I'm not kidding you look it up I eat kimchi and sauerkraut like at least every day and like pickles and my whole family had COVID I didn't get it I took tons of PCRs tests I'm telling you sauerkraut pickles whatever it's that I know it is Wow. Someone tell Fauci. I was going to say, there should be like a, one of those Twitter things. It's like, this has not been fact-checked. <laughs> <laughs> the pickle argument is because like ancient civilizations have been making fermented food. I was going to say, there's a lot about fermented food. Yeah. And so it's like a thing. I'm yeah. telling you guys. Wow. Eat your pickles. Some in the I'm going to go buy a so jar good, of pickles. It's also good for your gut. Yes. Mm. Oh. Anything pickles. fermented. Sounds like it could help me. <laughs> I got gut With problems. The famous gut problems. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stomach problems. I like that second. Um, I feel like that was your words of wisdom, almost. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, usually, so we're going to ask you to walk to the light now, okay. as it is coming to the end of the podcast. So do I? Yeah, yeah bring, bring yeah, your mic. mic with you. And normally we ask you for any final words of wisdom, but, but those might have been them. But you might have more. Eat pickles, wear sunscreen, be grateful. Okay. Um, final question. For or against? Sleeping with your friends. Four. Turn the lights on. Hell yeah. yeah. Happy Friday. Happy good weekend. Thanks for listening. Bye the merch.